You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON20 and you'll get 20% off your next order. On today's show, we have a whole weekend of games and an analysis to give you on what's going on. We're also going to jump in and talk about the coaching search. You're obviously going to want to get some of the new information that's coming out on that And we will go into spring football again because we are less than a week away from Boston College kicking off their spring football season. So check it out there. To start things off, let's talk about basketball. Men's basketball ended their season on Friday. Well, their regular season on Friday with a loss to Miami. Now, the last time the two teams played, Boston College shot lights out from beyond the three-point range. This game was very different. They just could not get things going. They kept the game close, but in the end, Miami ends up with the win. And again, I am not going to get into the nitty-gritty of this game because I know most of you are just ready to move on and talk about next year. James Karnick was the leading scorer. He had a good game, but all in all, it was not impressive. Now, the, the interesting thing with this game... Boston College ends up the 15th seed, so they're the last seed in the ACC. They face the 10th seed. Who's the 10th seed this year? Duke. Weird season, huh? Duke Blue Devils, who Boston College only lost to by one point the last time the two teams played, will face off with BC. Now, you may say, oh, this is an easy way for BC to lose, but Duke has been struggling. They played three straight uh, losses in the last three games. And recently, they played on Saturday against UNC and got smoked. So this is not a team that is in very good shape. In fact, the way that they're playing makes them a very good upset bid. So while I would not take Boston College in this game, I wouldn't be surprised if BC could pull off the upset. Now, the winner of Boston College and Duke will get Louisville. And BC has played Louisville. They've lost to Louisville. But, hey, a win would be a nice way to end this season. So Tuesday, it's a 4.30 start. We'll give you the TV and radio and all that information on bcbulletin.com if you want to catch more of that information. But I wanted to make sure you knew about the Duke game. That will be coming up, and that could be the season finale for Scott Spinelli and his squad. In the second segment, we will jump in and talk about the coaching search. So don't worry. We're going to just finish up some of our uh, game recaps. Also, men's hockey took care of business against Northeastern. They are going to be a number one seed. They won the Hockey East regular season title. So congratulations to Jerry York again, who won his 11th Hockey East title in the regular season. And will be looking for his 10th Hockey East tournament title when they get to the actual tournament itself, which should start next week. Currently, we don't know who Boston College men's hockey will play in the Hockey East Tournament, but we'll get to that to you on tomorrow's show. We'll make sure we give you a full analysis of who they're playing, along with their results from this season. We'll get into all of that, so keep an eye on that. Now, let's talk about... Now, I've told you before, I record these podcasts at different times. I have a family, so sometimes things are tough. I can't 
hold off and record later on some days than I'd like to. So let's get into baseball. Now, BC had played three games against Auburn this weekend, and all three games were worth talking about. And I'm going to give you a reason why I wanted to bring this up at the end of this conversation. On Friday's game featured Mason Pelio getting the start for BC, and Boston College got power offense in ways that you would never think that they could. They got four home runs in this game, two by Sal Freelich and two by Luke Gold. So they got four home runs, and that was enough as Pelio pitched five and two-thirds innings, scattered some hits and some walks, and really took control of this game. Now, that was a great win for Boston College. You know, really, you go into Auburn, a team that's a top 25 team, and you you set the tone right off the bat. That was a great win. So already after this first game, BC now has three top 25 wins on the season. They had the top RPI in the nation at this point. So it's a bit, it was a big deal for Boston College. They go into the second game. Everything goes off the rails. Emmett Sheehan does not look good. He lets up a grand slam in the first inning and lets up eight runs. The bullpen does not look much better. And BC gets clobbered 16-1 to by Auburn. And I just thought, I saw someone tweet at me, oh, BC's back to, to earth again, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, but every team, baseball is not football. You do not have teams that go out in baseball and win every game. And, and that makes them a good team. Remember, I mean, I am a Boston Red Sox fan. I've told you that before. I remember 2004. What happened in Boston that game against the Yankees right before BC uh, the Red Sox started to beat the Yankees in 2004? They lost, what was it, 18-1, to something like that. This happens to teams. It's part of baseball. It's not they're falling back to earth. And game three proved that. Boston College again falls behind. You know they start their uh, what they go through their bullpen by committee basically approach for game three. They have Vitrano start. He does not look good. BC falls behind. They're down nine to one in the bottom of the ninth. And what happens? They score eight runs in the bottom of the ninth against the number twenty five team in the country. That tells you what this this team is about, right? At this point, I'm recording this. I'm recording it. This is at like 5.15. Boston College is heading to the 10th inning tied with Auburn. So as we're recording this, I will give you updates. So you can, by the end of this show, we'll find out what happens in this game, hopefully, unless it goes really late. Um, but just it doesn't even matter. At this point, you have if you're going against a top 25 team and you score eight runs in the bottom of the eighth inning, Sal Freelich hit a three-run homer. He is absolutely on fire. He, You know, one of the best hitters in, in baseball before this season, he's showing again and again why he is going to be a top first-round draft pick. And he's just proving it. I mean, you, 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 he hits a three-run homer and, and ties this game. So Boston College is playing a top 25 team and can come back like this. They're going to be in every game this year. You know, you'll have a game like you saw yesterday where they lose, but every game Boston College will be in. And I don't I don't want to hear that they're falling behind or whatever, that, that you shut the TV off. They need our attention because this baseball team is special. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch. They're going to win some fun and exciting games. I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to probably end up in Omaha for the, for the College World Series. We will, we'll see how far they can go in that. I'm going to think that they're going to possibly be a top 25 team. 
really, you need to start buying in on BC Baseball because this team is excellent. And Mike Gambino and that squad deserve a ton of credit for the way that they've been, they've started off this season. And so we'll check in back with baseball as I continue to record this podcast. Now I want to tell you about our friends at Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service and no doctor's visits are necessary. So no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. It just ships right into your door in a discreet package, which is what you need. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and boom, you're approved. You'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. With COVID-19 and all that, it's important to do this without being face-to-face, so you got that done. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problems here. You need to just head on over to bluechew.com and they'll give you all the details. So head on over to bluechew.com and try Blue Chew for free when you use promo code locked on at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code locked on to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Next, let's talk about our friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but college basketball, NBA, and the NHL are in full swing, and Major League Baseball is right around the corner. With real-time odds and prop bets, you can bet on anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and best of all, it's free to sign up. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device, and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus when you use promo code LOCKEDON. So if you put in $100, they're going to give you $50 on top of that. That's a win right there. Head on over to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. While I told you I was going to give you some updates on BC baseball, Luke Gold on the in the top of the 10th just hit a home run to put BC on top for the first time since the first inning. They're up 10-9. Again, I'm going to give you some more updates as this goes along, so we'll we'll check back on that. Now, let's talk again again about the basketball search. As we head into week 3 of the men's basketball college search, I want to kind of give you where things are and kind of update you on specific coaches and where their seasons are at and where Boston College might be landing their next head coach. Now, all along, well, not all along, in the last couple of weeks, I have said all um, that Dennis Gates is the name to watch for. He's the head coach at Cleveland State. They are still in their Horizon League tournament. If they win that, they're going to be heading to the NCAA tournament. And college basketball is a little different than college football. So in college football, you see a lot of times where there's a coaching search, they'll hire a coach, and that coach leaves. And become you know, and even if there's a bowl game, they are not going to coach that team. Unless it's the playoffs. In college football, most of the time, coaches just leave before a bowl. Because bowls are basically just exhibition games. Now, in college basketball, a lot of the times... Coaches will stay with their team. They'll hold off on the announcement until the end of the NCAA tournament. You hardly ever hear of situations where a coach will accept a role before an NCAA tournament game. Now, that's a big deal for Boston College because there's going to be a a whole load of coaches that could be involved in the NCAA tournaments from Dennis Gates, Mark Schmidt, Porter Moser, he's already in, um, 
Micah Shrewsbury. So you have these names of coaches that could end up in the tournament. Now, we're gonna if those are the names that they're looking at, say that Boston College does get Dennis Gates or Mark Schmidt, we will probably have to wait until their team is eliminated from the NCAA tournament before we hear. So it's it has nothing to do with Boston College being inept or Boston College not being honest with the with the with the crowds and into the fan base. It has to do with the respect for the team that's still battling for something that's very important. Okay, so I've, I've, I got someone who tweeted at me that they, they wish Boston College was more transparent. So here's my thought. If Mark Schmidt, who just is about to win the A-10 tournament and head to the NCAA tournament, what, why does anyone need to know if he's the Boston College head coach? Other than recruiting, but that's like a week. You, you're just you're holding off for a week, and believe me, there's not you, you have one recruit that's already signed, and the recruiting portal itself it's not going to make that big of a difference. So if you have Mark Schmidt, right? Say maybe it's Schmidt. You wait until you have to wait until he he he's finished his, his run. You can't just go out there and say that because his team, you know, he wants to be able to finish what he's done. You know, the NCAA tournament is not just an exhibition game; it's a big deal. So I think that's important to remember. Now, the coaching search itself. I have I said two weeks ago that my sources had told me that Dennis Gates was the name to watch for, and. I had uh, the number around like 90% that it was going to be him. I still, you know, going back to my source, my source has kind of backed off on that a little bit. But I still think Dennis Gates would be an excellent head coach if that's who they go with. I've heard he's been linked to Penn State. I, I don't know. I don't know where he ends up. But I think there are really at this point two names to watch for. And I think I, I've kind of I kind of changed my thought on the second one. So Dennis Gates is one. I think he would be excellent because he – is young, he's energetic, he has ACC roots, he could do that. The other one I, I want to say is Mark Schmidt. I think Mark Schmidt is better than what we th- what I had said before. I, I've wa- I watched him just absolutely demolish S- uh, St. Louis last night or on Saturday night. I'm, I'm recording this on Sunday. Uh, I, I, I think he is an excellent coach. He can do what you need. If you listen to our Sean Marshall podcast on Friday, Sean Marshall said Boston College needs a coach that can get kids here, that can recruit them, and get angry kids that are not recruited by the likes of Duke and UNC. I think Mark Schmidt could do that. Mark Schmidt brings in kids. If you watch that St. Bonaventure team, those are kids that are not recruited by other schools, and he develops them. He brings in kids, and he gets them into his system, and they win. He's won, I think, three AC A10 tournaments. He, you know, say what you will uh, about that conference, but I, I've seen people rec- comparing the A10 to the to the Ivy League. Give me a break. The Ivy League is a two or three team le- team league most of the time. So Steve Donahue had only had to beat like one or two teams to get to where he went in, in that year that they got him. The A10 every single year has two or three teams that are top 25 or borderline top 25. They're putting multiple teams into the NCAA tournament. The Ivy League never does that. So I want you if you're the one of those people that are saying, "Oh, the A10s, you know, they're not the same um, level as the ACC. 
You're right to an extent. The ACC is definitely a step above the A-10 in terms of just quality and, and, and breadth of the conference. But the A-10 is not something to sneeze at. And it definitely does not need to be a conference that's degraded. So just can it. The A-10 is a good conference. So if he got here, the big key for Schmidt, and this is something I, I talked about before, is his recruiting. So that's a big question mark. And I think that's fair to, to question. He needs good assistance with him and a good pool of money to bring them in. So could he bring a guy like Scott Spinelli, keep him on board? That would be a big one to look at. Could he bring in a big name to recruit the New York area, the New Jersey area? I think that's the key. I think if you gave Schmidt the ACC level staffing pool, along with facilities, he could be successful here. Now, he's not a name that is boom, flashy, but he is a name I think he could be successful. And I've been super impressed with what he's done this postseason. So don't – my, my point of this is don't don't crap on Marsh Schmidt. I, I like him. I think he's a, a good option if they go in his route or if they go with Dennis Gates. At this point, I, I'd be happy with either of those two. And, you know, again, there still could be a mystery mystery candidate that we're not talking about yet. Now, in a moment, we're going to talk about spring football again. I've been waiting and dying to talk about football with you all. I'm going to talk about the tight end position, something that we have not talked about recently since the news of Hunter Long leaving for the NFL. So we're going to jump in and talk about that. But let's get to my favorite part of this podcast, and that is telling you all about Bill Barr. We have been telling you about Built Bar for months now on the Locked On Boston College podcast. It's the best tasting protein bar in the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber with amazing taste protein bar that is 100% covered in chocolate. Now it's time to find out what Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is Apple Almond Crisp versus Churro Puff and Peter peanut butter brownie versus raspberry so here's how i'm gonna pick so we we're gonna go through these and we're i'm gonna give you my thoughts on each um bar because i love built bar you guys have known that so here's where i'm gonna go now i have to admit i have not tried the churro puff so that kind of gets a little knock on me but man it sounds good I, i love churros so i gotta try that one out so apple almond crisp i've loved that one i've had that built bar a handful of times i'm gonna go with that for my pick you know, it tastes like almost like a, a apple pie, but covered in chocolate. So can't beat it. The second one, peanut butter brownie versus raspberry. I'm going to go with my wife's pick on this peanut but- butter brownie. We actually just took a trip this weekend to go skiing and I gave her a peanut butter brownie and she was raving about it. So I'm going to go with peanut butter brownie on that. So check back as we continue to use uh, go through our list. Go to BuiltBar.com or go to at Built underscore Bar on Twitter. And remember to use the code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. Again, that is LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Locked On has some great podcasts. One of my favorites is Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. 
Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the news and insight on every game team and move around the NFL, especially during the offseason. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. If you follow us on Locked On BC, you're going to get some great content. I recommend that you do that. You can also follow me on Twitter at at AJ Black underscore BC. And my site is at Bulletin BC. Check all those out. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Just look for BC Bulletin on there. And I kind of cross stream some of our podcast stuff on those sites. This is AJ Black. I have just gotten news that Boston College has beaten Auburn 11 to 9. What a win for this program. I cannot say this enough. You need to follow this team. They are absolutely special. You're down 9-1 in the ninth inning, and you come back and beat a top 25 team 11-9. What a win. Go to bcbulletin.com. By the time you hear this podcast, I'll have a full recap of this game. But let's let's follow this team more. If you know, Obviously, you have basketball, you have football, you have hockey. Get behind BC Baseball because they deserve some some credit because what Mike Gambino has done to this program and the effort that the school finally put into making sure that the facilities of BC Baseball matches that of other ACC schools is what we need. And a, a town like Boston, we are built for baseball. So BC Baseball is now 8-2. and two. They are going to probably jump up into the standings again. I mean, yesterday they lost, but they won two out of three against a top 25 team. Absolutely incredible. Definitely check this out. But let's get into football because I wanted to talk a little bit about spring football, which starts in just a week. We're going to talk about tight ends. Now, Hunter Long has left Boston College. He's going to enter the NFL draft. I have full coverage of that. We're going to talk to Jim Mora, Jr., uh, former Atlanta Falcons head coach, former UCLA head coach. I'm going to have guest reporter Kim Becker interview Jim Mora about Hunter Long and get his thoughts on what his draft stock is going to be. So check that out on BC Bolton. That should be coming out near the middle to end of March. But with Long gone, there leaves a giant hole at tight end. And many people have been asking me, is Boston College going to fill in that role through the transfer portal? And everything that I've heard, and I've talked to multiple sources at Boston College, Boston College is not going to get a tight end unless it's someone who specifically fills a role that they feel best fits the, the, the program. And I haven't heard any names pop up yet for Boston College. I've seen a ton of tight ends, and I've been watching the transfer portal, and I don't think they're going to do it. So that leaves Boston College with some question marks. And the tight end position should could be one of the biggest question marks heading into the season. Now, two names are the names you're going to want to watch for. Actually, I'll, I'll give you three names. Spencer Witter, Charlie Gordonier, and Joey Lucchetti. Those are the three tight ends that could fill the pass-catching role that Hunter Long played in 2020. Now, Long was one of Phil Dracovic's favorite role, uh, receivers last season. So he, you know, he did things that you don't see out of many tight ends. You know, he was... I believe the tight end, uh, uh, the top catching tight end in the country. Obviously, Kyle Pitts was more electric in some sense, but I thought Long did a really nice job. Boston College this year does not need a tight end to do what Long did. And here is why. 
if Frank Signetti Jr. can get his offense more formed to what he wants, he should be able to get running backs more involved in the in the pass play, and he'll have a even bigger wide receiver group to do it. Next year, he's going to have Kobe White at wide receiver. So you have White, you have Zay Flowers, you have C.J. Lewis, you have Jelani Galloway, you have Jalen Gill. So you have all of these wide receivers. You should be able to do things differently than you did when Long was there. Long, obviously, you want to utilize him when he's there. But if you don't have a tight end to target that does the things that Long do, you adjust the offense. And I think Signetti can do that. I think he can, you know, you know, maybe line up more wide receivers, go four off, go more spread, get more, uh, you know, wide receivers into formations. I think that might be the bigger roles. But when he needs to throw to a tight end, who does he go to? And that's going to be the big question heading into the spring. Does he go to Lucchetti? Does he go to uh, Charlie Gordonier? I have a feeling uh, Joey Lucchetti is going to be a big name this this spring. Here's why. I've heard, you know, he's a former basketball player. He's a good wide uh, tight end that can catch the ball. And I think that's something Boston College needs. Will he be Hunter Long? Probably not. But all BC really needs him to be is serviceable. And I think he can do that. And if he doesn't, there's other wide uh, tight ends that can do that. You get Spencer Witter, who showed last year that he can do things that you didn't expect him to do. I don't think he's a you know a, a, an elite ACC receiving tight end, but I think he can do more than what we saw. On top of that, Charlie Gordonier is going to be an interesting name to really kind of monitor because he we haven't seen him. He was a defensive player in New Jersey when he played in in high school. But I've heard so much about his potential, and he's going to be a name you're going to want to watch for. He's going to be a redshirt freshman as he didn't play last year. But I'm really interested in spring ball to see if he has the chops to be a, a you know a catching tight end or a rece- or a more of a pass blocking tight end. And because the last two years spring ball basically has been blocked to press coverage, we don't know what he can do. Sorry, it's not spring ball for him. It was summer for him, and now spring ball again. So we're going to have to find out from, uh, you know, Jeff Halfley or, or Frank Signetti where his, you know, vision of where this role is going to go. And I think this of any position on offense, the wide receiver, I mean, the tight end position is the biggest question mark. And we're going to have to see who jumps ahead and who really steals that role because that's going to be a big thing he- heading into the spring. So check that out. This is AJ Black. Again, check out our baseball coverage. If you want to hear about Boston College's epic win over Auburn, you're going to have to check out bcbulletin.com. If you did not check out my interview last week with Sean Marshall, go back an episode or two, hear his thoughts. He has a ton of interesting things you want to hear about. And if you have not already, subscribe and like our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you gave us a five-star review, and I saw probably five or six in the last two days. I want to specially thank you. Thank you so much because I do this every day, you know, whether I am at home or, you know, right now I'm actually at a ski resort for the weekend. I, I believe me, I isolated and quarantined. But I want to thank you for, for thanking me w- with what I asked you to do. And if you haven't already, head on over to Apple and give a five-star review because what that does is give other people who are looking for Boston College content a way to find us. And I, you know, if you want to write a review too, that's perfect as well. But five stars, it pushes us near the top, makes it makes it easy for people to find us. 
So thank you. And I will be back tomorrow where we're going to talk more college basketball search. We'll get into a preview of the Duke and BC game. We'll get into everything that you're going to want to know about BC baseball. So check that out. This is AJ Black. You know where to find me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. We'll be back again tomorrow and I'll talk to you then. Take care.